guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week we are back with another Reddit episode, an Am I the A-hole subreddit episode, which is one of my personal favorites. Yeah, it's one of your guys' favorites that we do, and I also love reading these different situations that people find themselves in. I think I found some good ones this week. Um, our thoughts. So, like always, we'll start off with our weekly spotlights, and um, just, I don't think we have too much catching up to do, honestly, because life has been laying pretty low i guess have we recorded since no it's our first one since graduating <laughs> i mean i still don't know if there's much to catch up on we graduated yeah we're so both uh DPTs we are now officially now. dr megan and sierra states dpt although i don't personally like i'm not super tied to like the whole doctor uh title title but you know it's, it's there, there if you want it <laughs> um so weekly spotlight my weekly spotlight for this week other than like graduating um it's been nice to have like a pretty relaxed schedule recently and just like being able to kind of like sleep in a little bit more um and not be like super rushed with things so um I've just been enjoying the time off I guess it's not really like off but um you know I don't have like somewhere I need to be at a certain time of the day so um I've also been enjoying my time off and graduation was a lot of fun got our family to Head up to Iowa City for like Thursday and Friday, so it was a little two-day adventure with everyone there. So it was nice, and we had like one last hurrah with all of our class together. And now, who knows when we'll see people next? Yeah, I don't know. Um, anything I wanted to add? I don't think so. I've also been enjoying kind of like the low-key schedule. I was talking to Megan about how I feel like I'm sleeping a lot more for some reason. I don't know if I was down on sleep just like for my clinical rotations. I didn't feel like I was, but I've been going to sleep around 11, which is what I was doing for my clinicals. And, you know, I set my alarm for 7 this morning. And I don't know if it's just because I don't have anything physically that I have to get up for that I'm just like, why not sleep in? I really should, like, I'm developing a not-so-great habit right now of, like, I wake up and then I just, like, go on my phone because I don't have, like, any immediate thing that I need to do. And then I just, like, get stuck on my phone doing nothing for like much longer than I need to um it'd probably be more beneficial for me to just like get up get going with anything else that I have in my day um rather than just ending up on my phone um but I'm also like okay it's fine to like take it easy like it's Christmas coming up like gonna have a few days where we can relax there so while I do want to like do some productive things this week it's like fine if it's not 100 percent yeah um otherwise I think that's about it to catch you guys up on oh we um also have a tc2 video up if you guys are interested or you watched that channel before uh we posted one yesterday as of the time of this episode going up so um and so that's an exciting thing we literally haven't posted on there in over a year maggie posted once in april um and we posted like a short from like an older video that we had and I'm interested to see, like, the response that it gets. I don't know view-wise, like, what it'll do. I really have no idea. Um, But I am proud with the effort we put into the video and how it turned out. And Maggie already watched it, and she thought we did a nice job with editing. And I felt like it was a just, like, solid video to come back with because it was, like, relevant to the channel, like, what it used to be, but also, like, very relevant where we are at in life now. And... It didn't feel like we were, like, going back in time and, like, putting on, like, a persona or anything of, like, 
I don't know. It's never that we were like characters on TC2, mm-hmm. but like you get in like a certain mode when you're in front of a camera and like your job is to like entertain. And like that's what we did a lot of on that channel. So. Although you could argue that some people like there was a time, you know, in like high school and stuff for sure. People were like, you guys are not entertaining enough. Or, like, you guys don't smile mm-hmm. enough. You don't like laugh enough. So yeah. you could argue that we've never really been like mm-hmm. the boisterous and loud entertainers that some people think you need to be on youtube but we're always just like well we're just being ourselves here so what can you do um anyways other than that happy early christmas or merry christmas if you guys celebrate happy holidays um next week i'm excited we're gonna do an episode where we kind of end off the year by recapping our goals and resolutions for the year we did that last year as well um and so I honestly like I really haven't looked at my list which is probably not good <laughs> which probably is not good and then um maybe I wouldn't be surprised if like then after that going into New Year's we make like a new resolutions type of thing or maybe we'll add that in next week but Sierra kind of um started doing something else or is trying a different approach this year so we can kind of jump into that a little bit next week or the week after as well Anyways, who wants to get started with the first Am I the A-Hole? I can go first. If you guys are not familiar or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast episode that Megan and I do where we go onto reddit.com. There's a subreddit called Am I the A-Hole where people post a submission of a scenario that happened to them in real life and try and figure out if they were the A-Hole or if someone else was the A-Hole in this set scenario. And we talk to you guys about it. Sometimes we'll read some of the comments um, and get some outside perspective. So, this one is, am I the a-hole for throwing away the expensive whiskey my brother got me for my 40th? I'm 40 male, just turned 40 last week. I'm divorced and have two teenage kids with my ex-wife, 17 male and 14 female. My whole family came to my and my girlfriend's apartment last Saturday for my birthday party. My parents, some aunts and uncles, some cousins, my three brothers with their families, my two kids, and my girlfriend's 15-year-old son who lives with us. I am a recovery alcoholic. I've been sober for six years now. Alcohol absolutely ruined my life. It destroyed my marriage and nuked my relationship with my kids for years. I don't allow alcohol in my home now for anyone. It's, or it just isn't served or tolerated here. My entire family knows this very well, as they know my entire history with alcohol. For my 40th, my brother bought me a very expensive bottle of whiskey. It had writing on it, a very heavy bottle, and very old whiskey, so it probably cost him a couple hundred bucks. When he gave me the bottle, I was shocked and said, I don't drink, but thanks for the gift. He then opened the bottle and started pouring shots in plastic cups for everyone. My daughter had a panic attack at the smell of alcohol, which I've been painfully aware is my fault and I will never forgive myself for it. So I told my brother to take the alcohol out to the balcony and just leave it there. He wouldn't, or he wouldn't do it and took a shot of the whiskey. I told him to seriously stop it and he proceeded to pour the whiskey. He then said, I'm acting like a sober saint now when I ruined everyone's birthdays for years with my drinking. I told him to come to the hallway with me and talk it out. He refused and put a glass of whiskey in my hand. I took the trash out, threw the whiskey bottle in it and the plastic cups and took the trash out. Or I took the trash can and then he said the rest. Uh, My brother then stormed off and my mom followed him. She later called me demanding an apology for disrespecting my brother like that. My my dad said I was being overly sensitive and some of my other family members also agreed. Am I the a-hole here? That seems like a very insensitive gift and weird situation all around. I agree. I would say he's not the a-hole and I am shocked that that happened, honestly. I agree. And you'll be happy to know that most of the comments also say, not the a-hole. Because what, like, clearly his brother didn't get him, like, that present for him. Like, 
Like, what was it we for? We don't really know what the present is for. If we know that his brother... Seems like the brother was, like, trying to cause... There's no way you bring a nice expensive bottle of alcohol to your sober brother without thinking, this might cause some issues. Like, drama um, might not be good. So, I don't know if, like, him and his brother have, like... Maybe his brother has, like, these pent-up feelings of, like him saying resentment you're like you've ruined all of this in the past but that's still very uncalled for and why would you ruin a birthday celebration with that all right on to the next one yeah okay um so am i the a-hole for announcing my pregnancy news on the same day my cousin announced she was engaged now when i first read this i was kind of like probably like it's not that big of a deal but i was kind of like you can't let someone have their moment like for is one it day about drinking is that how the what she, i was like asking if she's no. at an engagement party and she's like oh i can't drink and then had to like that was my guess no um so here's the story i a 30 year old female i'm a part of an extended family group chat on facebook my family rarely chats in the group unless there is a big life event happening or we are organizing a family event earlier this year one of my aunties or aunties, whatever you want to say it, um, asked if anyone had any life updates to share. My cousin, 30-year-old female, had a particularly big life update and announced she got engaged to her partner of seven years first. All of the family, including myself, congratulated her, and I was genuinely very happy. I didn't think too much of it at the time, but I thought since we were going around sharing our life updates, I thought I would only be fitting to announce my pregnancy in the group chat as well. All of my family congratulated me as well, and everyone seemed really excited about my, about my baby news, including my cousin. A couple of days later, my cousin messages me a long paragraph, absolutely furious. She accused me of stealing her spotlight, announcing my pregnancy on the same day as her engagement, although she seemed happy for me in the group chat the day before. I immediately apologized to her and felt so guilty after the fact. My cousin never messages me back after, or never messaged me back after my apology, and I didn't talk to her again for the rest of my pregnancy. Um, yeah. This is so stupid. She's obviously not the a-hole. One... If you cared that much about, like, your you engagement announcement, you would have posted it on Instagram or Facebook or wherever if you wanted, like, that big congratulatory thanks. And like most people don't rely on it from, like, their extended group family to, like, give them that congratulations. And, like, your your aunt is the one that did the prompting of anything. So anyone was welcome to share any news that they wanted to. Like, it would be weird if she didn't respond and say that she was pregnant. Because she's she like, any life updates? Pregnancy is a big life update that you would share if prompted so yeah i thought in that sense i was like that's very dumb and normal situations like if someone's at like a let's say there's like a family gathering going on and you had no like intention of like sharing your pregnancy quite yet um and like you were there celebrating like someone else i think like you can hold off like a week or something and it would be fine and more appropriate because i do think like it's just the polite thing to do to like let people have their little spotlight moment if you know, they kind of, like, intended for that to be the case. Mm-hmm. In this situation, no one was planning on having that spotlight kind of moment. To me, it comes to, like, the point of if it was prompted or not. And this is, like, back to what you were saying. If you were in that scenario where, like, it's a celebration and someone brings up they're engaged and no one is prompted to ask you about your pregnancy status or any other life update status, then you don't share because you weren't prompted. It's not pertinent to the timing right then. And so, like, if someone had, like, 
ask you straight up or like if I got to the example of what I was saying where it's like you were at a party or something and you weren't drinking and people were like pestering you about it yeah you could try and just be like oh like I don't want to drink right now but like some people probably just say like I'm pregnant I can't drink right now so in that sense I also feel like that wouldn't be your fault or your problem because that's why you're not drinking Mm -hmm. so that's why people probably shouldn't like just ask why people aren't drinking because then you're gonna spoil the surprise yeah. Or some people, like, do these, like, elaborate things to, like, make it look like they're drinking when they're not. Mm-hmm. I just don't pay that much attention, honestly, to, like, ever even, like, notice. I would, I will say, because Haley is pregnant right now, if she hadn't told us, like, as soon as she did, and, like, we would have been at, like, family gatherings or, like, out to restaurants and she wouldn't have been drinking, I would have been like, that's strange, because, like, not like Haley's, like, a It still is drinker, strange to but- me, like, if we go out to a restaurant, like she usually is ordering like a beer or something or what have you and she's like it's either water or like she's joined us like with coke now uh which she's always liked coke but never quite as much as we have um so i'm just like oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah Haley can't have any alcohol but i would have probably caught on to Haley, but like other people i don't know anyone's like drinking habits so i've been like okay doesn't matter to me (laughs) um next one i have is Oh, this one was deleted. Okay, I have to go my next one. Am I the a-hole for not making my children be quiet while my wife had a headache? I had originally pulled this one over and I didn't read the specifics, so I'm curious to... Yeah. What's your initial thought? Yeah. <laughs> um, been with my wife for two years. I have two children from a previous relationship who are five and eight. Currently seven months pregnant, been married, and living together for five months. It's been an adaption for everyone, mostly the children. That was all word for word what he said, not me. Adaption? Yes adaptation (laughs) um during our relationship even before living together i knew my wife got the occasional headache she takes painkillers but says they don't help so she'll usually spend the day in our bedroom and sleep kids are at home and my wife has a headache i'm working from home kids are doing what they normally do playing wife texts me asking to keep them from making so much noise i was in a meeting when she texted so i didn't actually look at it until an hour later she's upset but the way i see it is it's the children's home they're playing what am i meant to say my wife has a headache go read a book I don't think I'm the a-hole, but my wife does. Figured I'd ask here. I'm going to approach this from if I was in the same situation. Um, honestly, like, I'm quite lucky. I don't really ever get headaches at all. But even when I get, like, the slightest bit of a headache, I'm kind of like, I can't, like, I have, like, a headache. Or I just, like, it makes me happy I don't have worse headaches because I am someone who, like, I really feel like I can't do much when I have a headache going on um so if I had like migraines or something like that I can only imagine how like debilitating that could be um if I was you know laying in bed with a pounding headache and you know I asked my partner hey do you think you could get the kids to quiet down because like let's be honest there are things like the dad's kind of like, oh, they're home. Like, I shouldn't have to, like, tell them to be quiet. But, like, yes, the you kids do. could probably find, like, something else to entertain them that is not quite as loud. I'm, like, and so hardcore he's the a-hole Like, here. I'm not necessarily mad about the fact that he didn't see the text for, like, the yeah. first hour. That's whatever, okay? Fine. He didn't see it. That's not something he could control. But it's more so his, like, thought process after the he's fact. He's like, what am I supposed to I, do? He's like, um, they're kids. Kids will be kids. They're just going to play. Like, and have I'd you be, never like, directed have your you... child's behavior before? Like, you can not discipline them because they're not doing anything wrong, necessarily. But, like, redirect. Tell them not to do that. Like, change the activity or, like, 
our dad used to like implement quiet time before you to go to bed like kids are enforced to be quiet at different times or or like when you go to church or something or like where you're if you're at like a funeral like people tell their children to be quiet and they enforce that behavior and so i think it would be appropriate if your wife is who you love so dearly is in bed with a headache she's like hey can you like please make them quiet down so i can like relax a little bit more that's not a big ask and like as a parent of children who are five and eight years old presumably you've done that at some point have them quiet down a little bit and like it's their home sure but like that's like are you gonna let them write on the walls too because it's their house no so uh, a lot of the comments for this one this one this comment made me laugh quote my wife has a headache go read a book yes that's exactly what you should say (laughs) my daughter is three when I have a headache, I say to her, honey, would you please quiet down? I have a headache. And then she calms down. So your kids should be able to do this too. <laughs> Someone's like, it's almost as if that's how you teach children empathy. <laughs> um, okay. Next one is, am I the a-hole for naming my son after my sister's ex? The next one I was going to see is deleted. See, our ears are falling apart. I know. People post these, get the answer they want, and then they're like, delete. It's okay. makes, like, I remember it. So I'm going to paraphrase. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, this one also says, made a throwaway account for privacy, which I'm also kind of like, I get it, but also like, if the person you happen to be like, explaining this, if someone was involved in the situation you're talking about, then like, they found this, like, some of these are too specific, you're gonna know exactly like, I have a side note, which I think I had to make about. a Reddit account at one point to like, continue looking at this stuff, but I definitely did not make this username, which I will not share, but do you see that? I did not write that. So I'm like, do they just like Assign throw something together? Um, so I, 29 year old female, have two daughters and I'm currently expecting a son with my husband, Max. My stepsister, Allie, 33 year old female, was married to Rob, who through the years have become good friends, has become good friends with Max. Allie, are you keeping this straight so far? Kind of. We have the wife and her new husband, Max, but she has an ex. And then Allie's her stepsister. Married to Rob. Okay. Um, and Rob and friend or Rob and Max are friends. So Allie and Rob named their first son after Max. Not the same name, Max slash Maxwell. I think they're saying that his name's Maxwell. I don't really know. Um, and we always or maybe she's just saying because like Max is the fake name she's using. I don't know. Uh we always said we would return the favor. I read that and I was kind of like, interesting. That they would name their kid. Like, just after? the fact of, like, returning the favor. Oh, we'll, re- we'll return the favor when we have a kid. We'll name him after you. Okay. Um, Allie and Rob went through a nasty divorce about three years after she discovered he was having an affair. After I stopped hanging out with Rob as much... I, afterwards, I stopped hanging out with Rob as much, but Max and Rob are still very close, which brings us to today. Max's brother, as a Christmas gift, is making a wood is making wood art of our son's name. We decided to publicly announce his name since everyone is going to know soon. We decided to go ahead with the variation of Rob's name. We did a name reveal on Facebook and immediately began to get comments. Began to get comments. My stepmom and Allie began. Why do they like begun so much? Um, to blow my phone up telling me I can't name my baby the chosen name because I'm throwing Rob in her face and disrespecting her. I pointed out that Allie and Rob share kids so he's in her life forever. At this point we feel that the name is our son's name because it's basically been his name in our mind the whole time. Ali is not speaking to me at this time, and I'm feeling awkward about going to my parents' house for Christmas, blah, blah, blah. What are our thoughts on this situation? 
here's what I think. It would be one thing if neither of them were friends with Rob at all. Sounds like the husband is still friends with Rob. It sounds like the wife is indifferent about Rob, from what I'm gathering. At least enough to say, yeah, we can still go through with Like, clearly naming. it wasn't an issue for either of the parents. And ultimately, that's who yeah, gets to ones, name the baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely sense, like, this isn't a clean-cut situation. Like, you can't act like Allie in this situation. Like, you're not going to be bothered because you're like, you know, he cheated on yeah. me. And now I mean, he's you're not a great still... Dude maintaining the promise that you kept just because whatever um, i think it more so would be like questioning their loyalties to him but like if those loyalties are still there the name makes sense so that you can say maybe their loyalties shouldn't have been with rob but that's not the question here yeah so and Allie probably knew that they were still friends with rob so it shouldn't be that surprising to her i don't know yeah. Okay. So, unfortunately, a lot of my re- or subreddits, I found them yesterday, and then I opened them up today. And quite a few of them are being deleted for no reason. But I'm going to paraphrase. A lot of people are saying you're the a-hole. Hmm. Interesting. Which, like, I get. But, like, at the end of the day, the parents going to name the kid whatever they want. And... Also, if it's, like, as common of a name as, like, Rob or something like that, obviously, it's probably, like, made up, but... If it's a common name, then, like, whatever. You know? Could be after anyone. Okay. This one. Unfortunately, I don't uh, have all the details because it was deleted. But I do have the title, and I think I can paraphrase. So, am I the a-hole for booking my wedding on my bridesmaid's 30th birthday? So, from what I remember, this couple had their wedding scheduled, and then due to some unforeseen circumstances with one of the groomsmen who wasn't available on that date they changed it to the following weekend on the following saturday and then like they realized after the fact like oh like that's this bridesmaid's birthday so the uh bride was jokingly like lol like hope you're okay with like my wedding being on your 30th birthday and then from there the bridesmaid got upset because she thought it was like inconsiderate that they changed the wedding to be on her birthday so what are your thoughts Everyone has their own, like, everyone cares about birthdays differently. Some people are huge birthday people, and some people aren't. I think in general, like, had she picked that date first, would it still be that big of a deal? Like, you don't, you don't make someone change their wedding date. Someone makes their wedding the day that they want, and that's like, okay, I guess I'll be there. And, like, no offense, but the wedding is more important than your birthday, in my opinion. Celebrate your birthday the weekend before, the day after, the weekend after, or like you'll I think live. I also do remember. I just remembered that the bridesmaid was like, "Well, you better like sing happy birthday to me like at your wedding and like give me a cupcake or something." I'd be like, "Wait no. to make the day about you." I'd be like, "You can bring something for yourself, but I'll give you like a small little gift." And I think that like part of it is we don't make birthdays a big deal. Like we don't really do anything for a birthday. Like we might go to dinner or something. Our family like gets us like a couple gifts or something, but. I personally, like, I wake up and I'm like, okay, whatever. I, like, we don't make a big deal out of it. Um, interestingly, I see one person say, you are the a-hole. You already rescheduled once because someone in the wedding party had a conflict. You still have a conflict. Pick another date. I disagree with that. I don't remember what the conflict that the groomsmen had, but I believe it was something that would have made him, like, unavailable for the day. A birthday doesn't make you unavailable. Like, if you had scheduled plans, then, like, maybe be like, I can't be a bridesmaid anymore. Like, if you're like, I'm going on a cruise for my birthday. I can't be there. 
okay, then you're not in the wedding. Or maybe they'll change the wedding if you have yeah. something to that extent. But just because it's your birthday, that doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of people's birthdays. And you guys might disagree, which is fine. But I'm like, to me, a birthday does not, like, if someone's like, oh, like, we're doing this on August 31st, I'd be like, that's my birthday. Like, I wouldn't do that. I'd be like, you can't do anything on August 31st. Like, that's my birthday. I'd be like, okay, birthday plans. <laughs> I feel like I, part of how you worded that made it sound like you were like, no, we can't do something on my birthday. But maybe I just misunderstood. I think I was, like, acting like the person in here. I think. I think. And I don't remember what I said, but. Um, okay. Am I the a-hole for refusing to buy my husband an expensive car even though I have the money? I have, I only skimmed this, so I don't fully know what I'm getting into. Um, so, my husband, 35-year-old male, and I, 30-year-old female, have been married for the past 10 years, and we have five amazing daughters together. That has a lot of kids. Um, because of that, I dropped out of college and have been a stay-at-home mom for the past 10 years um, when we had our oldest daughter. My husband is, is the breadwinner, and I take care of all the chores and child care. While my husband earns quite a bit of money, which allows us to live comfortably, he is also obsessed with budgeting. Thus, I typically only have enough for household expenses. For the past five years, I've been working on a series of books. I've been writing everywhere I could, five minutes here, five minutes there, and while I sacrificed a lot of sleep, I have managed to finish my series unbeknownst to my husband oh um i kept it a secret because he always considered it a waste of time it was tough but i managed to get an agent and was incredibly lucky to get a deal to have my series published i was ecstatic when they told me how big my advance would be i almost fainted it's much more than i expected for a first time deal it's in the higher five digits i haven't told my husband yet and i had to borrow money from my from my sister to get an accountant ideally i want the money to save i want that money saved up should something happen because I honestly don't know the details of our home finances or for our kids' future, whatever will be needed. Plus, I would love to have some spending money without asking my husband. However, my husband found my contract and he's now demanding I get him a new car for Christmas, a very expensive new car, which would co would cost a majority of my advance. Um, I politely refused, saying that he didn't need a car that expensive and that money was supposed to be saved up. I tried to explain my position, but he wouldn't have it. He basically called me an a-hole without use, actually using the word. He said that because he supported me all these years, I owe him, and without him and his money, I wouldn't be where I am now. He's told me that I either buy him a car or I have to start paying for household expenses half and half. The thing is, I would still be a stay-at-home mom. I don't know if my book will be a success. For all I know, this will be the only money I will ever get from my book deal because it'll flop. This is one of those situations where I think there's like a larger there's more going on there's a larger reevaluation that needs to be taking place and it's this whole relationship really um this is also why I get really weary of like having one breadwinner versus like a stay-at-home parent is because I feel like you can convince yourself as much as you would like that you guys are equals and you're making equal sacrifices but I always think that even if you tell yourself that, no one actually believes that. It's very rare that the breadwinner is fully thinking like they're doing just as much as I am at home. I feel like the breadwinner is always going to have the mindset of like, I'm the one providing for the family. You're just staying home. And then here we see it all coming together where now he's like, you owe me. This is, I am owed this. Not because like, I'm not considering the fact that you've stayed home and raised the kids all these years. And that was what you were doing for me working he's like no you owe me now rather than like this could just be 
money for everyone or for the family or saving it for the future. But it's very selfish on his part. And um, I would reconsider more than just this situation. So I largely agree with you on what you just talked about. I kind of second all of the thoughts about, to me, if you are someone who is going into a marriage or relationship, deciding that one person will be the breadwinner and one person will be a stay-at-home parent, you have to believe and truly believe There's only, like, our that you're doing equal uncle, opposite tasks. Our aunt and uncle, they actually do this. Our aunt is the breadwinner and our uncle is like stay-at-home dad slash like he does other like small like things and projects for other people like for money on his own. They're the only example that I can like think of where like it actually 100% does work for them. Maybe it's because like it's not the typical gender roles. I don't know. But I know they both very like they respect each other and value the other person. And it's not this whole like so and so owes me this because I'm over here sacrificing this. But most of the time like it does not work. And like when you then come into that agreement, it's not the breadwinner. The breadwinner cannot be like this is my money and this is how I've supported you. It is you're coming to the agreement that is collectively your money the wife is doing her part or whoever is staying at home is doing their part by taking care of the kids, taking care of the home. That's how they're contributing and like, quote unquote, earning their money. And a lot of people, too, will do this if, let's say, they're not in a job where they make enough money where like daycare is so expensive sometimes that like the sacrifice is, OK, I could either work and basically my entire salary is going to daycare or, you know, I can remove that expense, but you're also not making the money. But in a way, like that's the trade-off it's not like you need someone to watch your kids so it's not like it's free and just an easy job so but then the other part that we haven't even really touched on is like he feels like he's owed a car like that's a big big gift like if anything you would think that the money that you've earned which i think it's weird that she kept this a secret from him anyways i feel like that i like, like so some underlying problem i know i'm like so do do you kind of see this being an issue when your husband was going to find out like he's not supportive of you. I just am seeing all sorts of red flags, um, which is upsetting because they've been together for 10 years. And then, I know marriage is not sunshine and butterflies and rainbows. I get that. But there are certain things that I read and I'm just like, you put up with that, right? <laughs> Anyways, so I just think that it's strange. Like you would think, I don't know what her plan was when like she obtained the finances. Cause clearly you wouldn't be able to hide that it also sounds like they just don't even know their financial situation so they should probably figure that out collectively like how much money do they have because she seemed a little bit concerned about that but was her plan like okay once i get this advance this is going to be just put into our pool of money because it sounds like they share all of their earned money anyway so would it just join that pool i don't know if she planned on keeping it separate but like you would have had to have had that discussion with your partner at some point it's presumptuous of him to think new money means i get a car I don't know how he worked that out in his brain, but yeah, definitely not the a-hole. I would be shocked if any of the comments said anything different. Everyone that I'm seeing is like not the a-hole or some, the first person is like this whole long paragraph of just like them kind of being in like a similar situation or like with like an emotionally and mentally abusive husband and they're kind of saying like, get out, um, which obviously like we're only reading a couple paragraphs on Reddit. That's not enough to like demonstrate a whole 10-year relationship with someone but there are certain things that you read and you're just kind of like um I don't think I'd let that fly in you know me and my relationships so yeah hope the best for her okay 
Next one is, am I the a-hole for not wanting my husband to go to his ex's funeral? I'll admit I'm biased right off the bat. I couldn't stand her. I call her his ex to myself and others. He called her his friend. We're all in our early 40s. She died recently of an aneurysm. I've been with him for 10 years now, but he'd known her for 20 plus. The way he tells it, they were friends in college, decided to date, got married, then realized they weren't a great couple and decided to just be friends. All that happened years before I met him, he was clearly early on what was, or well, he was clear early on that she was important. A couple months into dating, it came up that his friend was actually his ex-wife. He explained the above to me, saying she was one of his closest friends and that it was purely, purely platonic. I expressed some discomfort at him being so close to his ex, and he told me, that's fine if you have a serious issue with it, let me know now and save us some time. I'll choose her. I like you and all, but I've known her for over 12 years, and she's the one And she's one of the most important people in my life. You'll have to be okay with that if you want us to be a thing. When we were engaged, I asked again. He gave me this perplexed look and asked, why would us getting married affect my friendships? I sucked it up and went along. I resented every moment of knowing her, especially when we had to be social. She understood some part of him I couldn't. Her husband was friends with mine as well, so it wasn't like I could use him as an angle. He'd have lunch with his ex. They'd go to, to their geeky movies and whatever. The few times I brought it up, he said, we had this conversation before. You had your chance to back out. She died after they had lunch the other day on the way to the car. He spent a bunch of time crying, but honestly, I was relieved. He was working with her husband on funeral planning. I told him, you don't think you're going, do you? My argument summed up, she's dead, so she's not a factor anymore. If he doesn't get to use this, she's my friend excuse since she doesn't exist anymore. He had his cry for a couple days. He gets to be done with mourning her... He gets to be done with mourning her already. There's no need for him to go to her funeral since I wouldn't want her at his. He was the angriest I've ever seen him, and when I told him that, I'm probably that he'll be going no matter how I feel and that he's willing to burn this to the ground while holding up his wedding band. Besides you, she was the closest friend in my life. Him, her husband, and my sisters are calling me an insensitive a-hole over this, all saying that there was no romantic aspect to the relationship and that I'm heartless. Her husband went so far as calling me a ghoul for how I reacted. I never felt the relationship was appropriate, and I hid that for years because I wanted to be with my husband. Now that she's gone, I don't feel I should have to hide anymore and can speak freely. Yikes. She said all that about herself on the internet. <laughs> um, this has a lot of layers. Um, you know, from, like, personally speaking, I would have my own thoughts on, like, someone that I was in a relationship with still being so close to their ex, whatever. That's a kind of like a, that's a separate thing. And we can talk about that a bit as well. Um, but it was something she kind of agreed to by continuing with that relationship and marrying him. And as he stated in that, they were still friends throughout. Like, it is absolutely bizarre to me for her to think that, okay, no, now you don't get to go to the funeral. This is where it stops. This is where I draw the line. Right. Um, the last thing you could possibly do for her, this is where I say no. So I think she's absolutely 100% being the a-hole in this situation. Um, I don't even think it's particularly strange to go to an ex's funeral. You know, I don't really think so either. Because I feel like, you know, if things ended well enough where you feel drawn to go more in that person that you knew... That's kind of what the funeral's there for. So, yeah. Um, I even, honestly, like, when you were reading that, I had some looks to the camera and just, like, was shocked yeah. at what she was saying. Um, especially because, like, obviously, she herself, like, she had the opportunity in this situation when she was dating this guy before getting married to kind of evaluate, you know, 
taking his word for like the relationship but also like she herself can evaluate does it truly seem like it's just a platonic friendship are there things that are making me uncomfortable at any time she could have stepped out and said i know this is what you're saying but like i not the vibe i'm getting don't feel that way it makes me uncomfortable so i'm gonna have to like not continue this relationship she didn't do that so obviously she didn't get that vibe or i also think it would speak volumes as to like what other surrounding people like think about their relationship or their friendship i mean clearly before she even came into the picture like they had been married been divorced and were still friends right which like so already tells you like they themselves decided like we're not working as a couple so i feel like that tells you something i understand people's discomfort with the idea of their um current partner being friends with their ex i feel like it depends on you just the situation. have to like yeah you just have to feel, feel it out and over at the end of the day it depends on what you think and how you feel about the situation but it sounds like the other his ex-wife was happily remarried it sounds like they were all friends except for this person here did not be in that friend group and so to me if it's just a friendship and clearly one that he valued quite heavily i would hope that you would want him to go more and it doesn't even surprise friend. me he's over here saying like I'm going to go to this funeral regardless of what you say, like, even if it impacts our marriage, because, like, I don't know if it seems like they're vibing a whole lot. I don't know. I loved the comments on here, so I'll read a couple. You're the a-hole. When he divorces you, he probably won't have to explain his friendship with you to the next woman, because seriously, who'd want to stay friends with a woman who treated you like this? <laughs> that was 80 upvotes. Or 80,000 upvotes, my bad. Not just 80. What <laughs> 80. Um, someone said, this is heartless. Someone said, I really hope you don't have children together so that when he divorces uh, OP, he can cut contact for good. So everyone here is like, what? Someone said, you're the a-hole. Congrats on your impending divorce. (laughs) Okay. Wow. When I first read the title, I was like, I thought it was going to be like the scenario of like, maybe like a husband going to his ex-wife's funeral, like they had kids together. I was like, that's not strange to me. again it wouldn't really be strange to me if it was just like an ex that you didn't have any like other contact with i just feel like it's fair to mourn anyone that you had a close relationship with but okay am i the a-hole for redoing my nursery after my sister already designed it for me my sister is an in oh my god my sister is an interior designer so she was eager to, to design a nursery for us we hired her when I was four months pregnant, and at the time, I loved what she'd done with it. But the closer I've gotten to my due date, the more the nursery was bothering me. My husband saw me crying over it a few times, so he decided to hire a new designer to redo the nursery since it was upsetting me so much. I finally told my sister a few days ago, and it didn't go over well. She's angry because she thinks I lied about loving the nursery in the beginning, and she thinks we would have hired her again to change it. Or, and she thinks we should have hired her again to change it. I don't know. Megan's just reading um, it. She keeps telling everybody I'm ungrateful and our dad and her mother think I should have spoken to her before hiring somebody else to change the nursery and that I really should have hired her to redo it as it was obvious she would be upset about me choosing somebody else to erase all of her hard work. Um, so, what are our thoughts? This is like, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's one of those lighthearted ones. I'm sure everyone's going to get over it eventually, but I kind of think she is the ale. <laughs> like, to me... I know it's, like, your relationship with your sister, but, like, it's part of an interior designer's job to revise what you dislike. And so, to me, it would have made sense for them to go back to her sister and say, hey, we did like this when you first did it. Now it's a few months later, and we don't like it as much. Can we make these changes? And then you work with the designer to make said changes. That's usually what you would do. Unless you absolutely, like, hated, like, if you had an awful experience with a designer, then, yeah, you find a new one. 
but it sounds like they didn't hate the design initially so you say can we revamp this in some way yeah and it's kind of just like as the sister you wouldn't like, feel great not like you did all of that too? hard work and like sure they hired her so she like still got paid and whatnot but like still a little personal to yeah have like your like i'm just designs change. let's say you know Haley's in the situation right now we're not interior designers but let's say Haley asked us to design the nursery we did that whole thing and then we go to her house and like it's completely different wouldn't how'd you feel a little bit like why did i even bother i'd be like why did i put this time and effort into this i'm a little like my feelings are hurt you could have just, just talked to me like what i had decided like i'd be very upset so i think again it's not that deep but i do think she is a little bit of an a-hole i feel like it's you should have gone about it better rather than going behind her sister's back and finding someone else okay next one that i have am i the a-hole for not answering my coworkers calls and messages during lunch and after hours my coworker has been calling and messaging when they know I'm taking my lunch and when I'm done for the day. When this happens and I see the, not- the notification, I don't answer anymore. I handed in my two weeks yesterday morning and I'm over and I'm so over this place from burnout. My coworker's messages all start with, hi, or are you available to call? With no context on what it entails. They never elaborate on their issue after that. They just go straight into calling me despite me not replying. Sometimes they don't even ask if I'm available and call me out of the blue. My coworker said I was rude for not answering her calls and messages and that they all have or they all would have been very quick to address. She said because I was training her to take over my responsibilities, I should be more responsive and ensure that she learns everything before I leave. Since we don't have much time, I have to be more obliging and more of a team player. My other coworkers heard what happened and are saying that because I used to always be I used to always go above and beyond to help everyone, I should continue doing that until I leave. They have additional context, but what am I I'm curious what you think right now. What is she doing for the rest of her eight hour workday? Like, why is this all happening when she's supposedly on her breaks or off the clock? When, what else are they doing? I don't have that context I just feel for like you. That's the simplest solution here. My guess is that, let's say, for the sake of the argument, that everyone else is busy doing like their tasks during, you know, it's not my job to teach someone outside of my work day. Like, I will say that. Okay. Um, this is some additional context she added. Or he, I don't know. I used to do overtime every day, and whenever people reached out to me after my day was done, I would answer. This sort of expectation was set from the start when I was reprimanded for leaving on time during my training period. My manager said I wasn't a team player. This meant staying back an extra three-plus hours a day and responding to emails and messages on PTO. I would have been like, I gotta go. This place isn't for me. (laughs) I'm heading out. Three-plus hours a day? That's like, sorry. I know some people are, like, willing to work and grind um, as... You know, however it takes. Some people are like that. They're Some ready to sell their souls to the to the big corporation. <laughs> I'm not. It's like I was on my like clinical rotation and like I'd be doing like scheduled to work until four thirty, but like we finished our day with like seeing patients at three thirty, so we had like an hour at the end of the day to do notes. It'd be like four o'clock, and I'd be like, "Shoot, I gotta go soon." Yeah, like that's like I got all my work done, obviously, but. You know, like I do not stay later. Always intending to be gone. Except for my by second clinical rotation, a certain time. I do think that it's kind of hard knowing that, like, this is the company's culture she's in, and it was something she abided by in the past. So that's kind of like the expectations that everyone has created. But like, she's leaving in two weeks. She probably is just like, look, you guys 
I've only got so much left to give. You already know I'm leaving. Let's try and figure out how we can make this work during the workday. Everyone can learn what they need to learn, but I'm not staying three plus hours to finish training someone. I think like I can see this from both ends. Like I can see being annoyed from the poster's point of view and I can see being annoyed from like the other person's point of view where it's like I'm literally just trying to figure out how to do my job. You know? Yeah. Like I can see it from both sides. And I don't think you're necessarily like I don't think one is right or wrong. I unfortunately think like I don't know if the poster of this was like tasked with being the person in charge of training them or if there's supposed to be someone higher up in the company who trains this new person. Because I saw some people saying like, oh, it shouldn't be your job to like train someone. But I don't know that. Like, maybe it is part of their job to, like, train someone who takes over their role. I don't know. So, if it is part of their job, then, like, they need to figure out how best to incorporate that within the actual work hours of the day. If it's not part of their job, then you should be like, go talk to Billy over here. to someone else. Who's the manager or whatever. Yeah. Whew. That's a lot of work. Like, just three hours every day. It sounded like that was, like towards the beginning but yeah i wouldn't be staying three extra hours if i didn't have to hopefully she was did she get paid overtime um pto sound like on paid time off i don't know okay would i be the asshole i usually don't say that but anyways (laughs) (laughs) you're just reading um for taking away my son's christmas presents so i 37 year old male um two children 13-year-old male and 4-year-old female. Both have different mothers. I have 60-40 custody of the son due to his mother's job. Um, I've been with my wife, we'll call her Amy, 26 for 5 years. That means Amy was only 21. There's an age gap here. It's a fine age gap, but I was just like, it's a big age gap. Anyways, um, Amy is deaf in one ear and partial hearing in the other. Layla, that's the daughter who's 4, which I think is Amy's, yeah, is learning sign language, or it's called Makaton at their age. I don't okay. know. Um, we offered Charlie the opportunity to learn sign language, and he passed up as he's busy with sports, sports, which is fine. None of my family speaks sign language. Amy can read lips and does speak, but she's more comfortable with sign language. We've had problems in the past with my sister, 25, teasing Amy on her pronunciation, she calls it teasing. I say if you can't do it to the person's face and make them laugh, it's bullying. But I've called her on it and put it to bed. I recently overheard Charlie mocking Amy's, Amy's pronunciation too or the way she speaks. I don't believe I have to give warning to not mock someone over disability. I told him he's grounded until I decided that his, what his punishment should be. I told Amy about taking away his Christmas presents. She doesn't want to as she doesn't want him to resent her and says Christmas isn't the time to punish him. Overall, it's my say, so... Would I be the a-hole? What do you think? <laughs> like, I was what like, do you think? I was half paying attention because I was trying to find <laughs> another one that I could share. Um. So do you know what's going on? Uh, the son made fun of Amy, his wife, for not pronoun- pronouncing words correctly. I feel like... Why would he be the a-hole? Mm-hmm. Why would he be the a-hole? I think... He probably wouldn't be the a-hole, but I do think it would get turned negatively on to Amy, his wife, because I feel like that perception is just, like, like, she's obviously, like, the target or, like, the reason that the dad's taking action in the first place, and so even though it's 
the son is the one who made the comments and the dad's the one doing the discipline since it involves her I feel like you kind of you don't want to like prolong or drag out like the like you don't want to make this bigger than it is or like have this become like a larger issue and so I don't know I'm like Christmas presents like maybe would do that or like I could see like for Amy like the wife I could see where she's like well don't make it like worse don't make him like dislike me more or don't whatever so in that sense I think maybe this isn't like the best punishment idea yeah I think that you can reprimand him without doing like the Christmas present route because I agree with you I think that like if it's like the Christmas presents then like all of a sudden this little boy hasn't had in his head like well, I didn't get presents you know Christmas of 2020 because Amy can't hear and like I was making fun of her and dad didn't like that so now I don't yeah. like Amy a lot of people are saying that he would be the a-hole someone said taking away Christmas presents is an easy punishment but not a thoughtful one the punishment doesn't fit the crime and will only result in your son resenting both you and your wife someone else said what about having to volunteer for the holidays um, or I like think volunteering shouldn't be a punishment. He's already grounded, so um, I just feel like thing what would you do if it wasn't Christmas time? Just do that. Yeah. Okay. This next one, I liked the drama of this one, but I also thought it was kind of weird. Am I the a-hole for telling my brother's new fiance she isn't my kid's aunt? I, male thirty-one, and my wife, female thirty, uh, have two kids, male five, and the other female two. I also have two siblings, an older brother, male 35, and a younger uh, brother, male 29. Me and my older brother both have kids. My younger one has none and has bounced from fling to fling. However, in 2020, before the pandemic hit, he meets this girl, female 23. We'll call her Amber. Fake name. Uh, From day one, he's obsessed with her. They started dating, and when we thought we'd only meet her once, then and never again, they stayed coming around. We were all happy to see my brother get serious about someone, even if they were a bit younger than him, which I was like... 23 and 29 isn't that big of a difference but whatever i digress um however as amber started spending more time around her family collectively collectively we all noticed certain things we didn't like about her for a couple of examples she would move something in whoever's house we were in and say this looks better like this so i moved it for you or she would get into people's stuff and say we're family now so we can share such as when she used my sister-in-law's lotion and makeup without asking but this was the thing that made us all dislike her she would constantly talk about or talk proudly about how she turned my quote spineless f boy baby brother into a man. Okay, unnecessary, but he was a player before, so I get the joke. Uh, but then she added, "I'll do what your mom couldn't and teach him to be gentlemen." And yes, she really has said that on more than one occasion. We've all mentioned these things to my brother, but he brushes it off or says, "I love her, dude. What can I do?" <laughs> and well, he proposed to her at the beginning of 2022, and no, she hasn't changed her antics since 2020. Anyway, Amber came over to my brother for my wife's birthday party. Of course, my kids were there too. Amber, I'm in front of a house full of mine and my family's, or mine and my wife's family, says, oh, it's my favorite niece and nephew. Before picking up my daughter, she added, am I your favorite auntie? In a baby voice, as if she was saying it, or as she was saying it to my daughter. I walked over and took my daughter out of her hands and said in a calm but stern tone, you're not their aunt, so please don't refer to yourself as their aunt. She seemed taken aback and immediately got defensive, saying, I'm marrying your brother, so I will be their aunt by marriage. I just shrugged and calmly responded that I didn't care if they got married. She would be Mrs. Amber or Amber, but she was not their aunt. A few people heard and pretended not to, but Amber was upset and left my brother 
er, left and my brother came in asking what happened. After I told him, he said I was an a-hole and took off after Amber. What do you think? Okay. This girl is being petty. Like, the lady sounds annoying. Do not get me wrong. I don't think I'd like her either. It's a dude that posted this. Okay. Whatever. I don't think I'd like her either, but she is going to be their aunt. So, like... <laughs> That's what made me, like... <laughs> so... You're just yeah. wrong. Which then, it was interesting, because some of the comments differed by saying, like, an aunt or an uncle is a title that you earn. And so if you don't want your children to, like, refer to someone as an aunt or uncle, then they don't have to. And I'm like, okay, like, they don't have to, but, like, generally speaking, it probably wasn't wrong for her to assume, like, oh, I will be your aunt, because, like, I'm going to be your aunt. I'll be married to your uncle. Therefore. So... Yeah. Like, I just think it's one thing to dislike this person. Like, sounds, it sounds like they're an annoying person. So it's, it seems fair to maybe dislike them. But to, like, take, like, that's your out by being like, you actually aren't their aunt or aunt. I don't know how I say it. I say both just so no one can correct me. <laughs> yeah. Um, that just seems like that's your hill that you're going to die on. It's a weird one. Yeah. I'm trying to see if anyone else said anything different. Um, someone said, I have aunts I've never met. They're still my aunts. Like, you don't it's more of a like familial thing. Like, you yeah. have, ever has family that they don't like. Like, that's probably just going to be them who not this person family. is for you, so. So. Okay. Am I the a-hole for telling my boyfriend to stop talking about his kidney donation? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Me, late 20s male. My boyfriend, early 30s male. Background. In January of this year, Kevin anonymously donated a kidney to a stranger. I was incredulous at first, but this is apparently an act which is done by some members um, of or in certain political circles. What? I don't... It has, like, effective altruism in parentheses there. Okay. Anyways. Regardless of anything else I have to say, this is an incredibly selfless act that saved someone's life. I started dating Kevin in April. We met through a mutual friend, and we've been living together in a new city for the past two months. We are very happy together and share the same group of local friends. He is very smart and charismatic, but sometimes he thinks about things a little too logically and doesn't understand people's emotional reactions. As long as I've known him, he has brought up his anonymous kidney donation to our friends whenever it is relevant I'm in the sorry. conversation. Right now, actually, if I donated an organ, I'd be bringing that up all the time. <laughs> really? I just feel like I'd be like, oh, like, you know, when I donate the kidney, like, I just I feel like it's blah, also, blah. like, it's fresh right now. He donated it in January. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a couple years and it'll... Anyways. Um, and he sometimes makes it a point to bring it up when we are meeting new people. Kevin has an elevator pitch for why everyone who is healthy enough should be a living or live kidney donor. I won't reproduce the pitch here because this is not a debate sub, but trust me that it is very persuasive and Kevin delivers it really well. Okay. To his credit, he is not pushy about it. I told him early on that I have no plans on donating one of my kidneys and he respected that wish. He's also not pushy towards others as soon as he meets resistance. He's happy to change the subject. But every time we go out together, I end up listening to him tell new people about his choice and give the pitch sometimes multiple times a night. Here's the thing. I'm tired of hearing his aggressive pitch again and again. It makes me feel like I'm a bad person for not donating one of my kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> Even though that's an extremely reasonable thing not to do. Um, so I told Kevin that when we were out together, he had to stop making his pitch. Um, since then, he has been going to various events without me much more than he used to. Kevin told me that he didn't realize the pitch made me feel bad to hear. 
because if it made me feel bad, then presumably it was persuasive, but clearly it can't have been <laughs> too persuasive because I am standing by my choice not to donate. I didn't have a response to that, so I just went to bed without saying anything else to him. I'm embarrassed to say we've been avoiding the issue since. This is like the funniest one we've ever <laughs> talked about. This is so funny. Okay. What are your thoughts? Is, is he the a-hole for wanting his significant other to stop talking about it? Yeah. I mean, I don't think he's an a-hole. Look, this is just kind of like one of those I things in a relationship funny. you got to navigate. He's Your boyfriend seems like a good, nice person with good intentions who like, you know, maybe he just feels called to like say it's really like a great thing that you can do to and, save like, I imagine life. as someone who did that, and, like being on the other side, he was like, I just saved a life. Like everyone should do it. Right. So However, I'm not surprised he's talking about it. I can also understand being someone who's just like with him all the time. You're kind of like, we get it. Stop talking about it. I think it's just one of those things you kind of have to like. Let it settle navigate. down. Navigate. It'll settle down. Um, and yeah. I don't I think, think it'll no one's the a-hole. time. No one's the a-hole here. I like you guys. That's what I have to say. Um, I think we should wrap it up here. <clears throat> I don't have any more. That's fine. I only had one more, but I didn't really care about it. I actually skipped that one to go to this last one. Okay. Well, I'm glad we got this one in. I think it's a good one to end on. Um, hopefully, guys. Also, I do want to say, I don't know what um, effective altruism is, but, like, some people are saying it's, like, cult-like or utilitarian or I don't know. So, like, we don't know background or anything on that. Um so, like, disregard that as part of the story. Well, I think that one is a good stopping point for us. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, uh, make sure you subscribe or do whatever you need to do to stay up to date with our episodes on there. Um, otherwise, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.